Thank you for tuning in to Forbidden Food Podcast. My name is Jasmine. And I'm Zafia. And we're finally back. Can you believe that? This is our first episode of 2022. Yes, we are ready. We're excited. We've been doing this over a year now. And we're in, what, season three? I'm so happy to be back. I am too. I am too. And I think today's topic is a really good topic to kick off the very first episode of the year which we'll be discussing the trilogy that Kanye released as a documentary on Netflix called Genius. Um, I think I should give you the floor to kick off your thoughts. Okay, so as as controversial as Kanye West is, he, mm-hmm. is this documentary gave you really an insight to really actually, it made me look at myself It made me feel like, you know what? You need to believe in yourself even a little more than you do now. Because this man spoke, even though he does his antics and I'm not excusing them, this man really, really knows what he's talking about. When he spoke everything over his life, he said he was going to be the best dressed rapper. He spoke it, it happened. He said he was going to be a billionaire. He spoke it, it happened. He said he was a great rapper. He He just didn't make beats. He spoke it, it happened. It shows that if you really believe in yourself, if you guys watch this documentary, no, I recommend you watch this documentary because usually I love documentaries, but I was like, oh, it's Kanye West. Oh, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some crazy stuff, you know, him talking crazy. But even with him having, you know, mental issues or not, you cannot take away that this man is literally a genius in believing in himself. And you can see where that was instilled within watching the doc. You can see where his mother instilled a lot of great characteristics in him even aside from the mental issues or the the Kanye we have now that a lot of people will be like oh he's crazy he's a stalker he's this and sometimes I don't agree with a lot of things Kanye West has said in the last four years but I also am open-minded enough to listen and that and to see a dip, see it from a different view because certain things he has said like when he says oh but, uh, slavery was a choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of figured what he meant when he Me said too. that at first, I, at first the normal reaction is, oh, right. what he mean? What he mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. Because yeah. you know, we're African-Americans. This is a King and Queen podcast of African-Americans. Okay. You know what? But he's right. When has the school system, when has America ever taught us about being Africans? Mm-hmm. That's it. When have they taught us about being Africans? Mm-hmm. And then also what I, what my interpretation was, what he meant was, okay, so say there's a hundred slaves to one slave master. They are mentally so caged and broken down and enslaved mentally that they don't realize they can overpower. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's like choosing to be lazy in life, right? You know what I, mean? I kind of try to look at it a different yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you got an opinion. You go where I'm going. You get where I'm going with no, this. No, I actually like, wanted it, to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Jazz. Only no, because I really didn't want to interrupt you. But when you brought up slavery was a choice, it was like you were in my head specifically that statement. I remember when that happened, that controversy happened, and I told someone, I was like, you know what? He didn't lie, and I was like, it sounds. You got to look at it in a deeper context. He wasn't saying literally the people that was taken out of Africa that came to America chose to do that. He was not Mm -hmm. saying that. He was saying that the mentality that we continue to have as black people is a choice. That slavery mentality. It's a a choice of enslavement. Yes. Yes. Like the things, how far back we still are is now at this point a choice versus, you know, um, oppression. Even though we are an oppressed, oppressed race still, but there's a lot of things that we can still overcome if we use our right resources and our power, honestly. And I know that, you're you right, and I know, not to interrupt you, but I know that mm-hmm. there is pushback. We're not saying there isn't pushback. Right, right, exactly. But there's some areas that we kind of fall succumb to, and we... I, there, that could be a whole nother topic, you know, on a podcast, a whole nother topic. And it's so. Yeah, because one thing about me and Jasmine, we're very spiritual individuals, individually and together when we when we talk. And we we know how to open up our third eye, open our minds up to another place of not just the plain and simple. 
mm-hmm. know? So right. for me, like I said, watching this documentary, you know, it really, I even teared up a little bit, you know, yeah, when, when it got to the part, the third um, episode when it was showing his mother and the outbreak after and the, the breakdown after. And a lot of us, you know what, that haven't lost our mothers, you know, that our mothers are still here. Like my mom is still here. Jasmine's mother is still here. We don't know that experience. Mm-mm. Until we're there, I really couldn't speak too much on it because I don't know how I would react. I lost my grandma, and I think that I, I could kind of empathize with losing my mother in that way because my grandma was like a huge mother figure in my life. Mm-hmm. And even after her getting sick, even after me moving, she's always held that place in my heart. So I, and I was crushed. So I can only imagine. Um, I have four words, Donda, Mother, Ethan, Wes. And I said Ethan because I have the utmost respect for her. I never feel like cursing. That woman, I love her. <laughs> like, I felt like we knew of her. Of course, we seen them together on TV because I feel like my whole childhood was Kanye West in the start of his career. Like, I vividly mm-hmm. remember watching All Falls Down on 106 and Park. I vividly remember watching Through the Wire and all of that when it first, first aired. And I feel like at a young age, music is way more impressionable than it is as an adult. So at a young age, all the new artists that would come out, like Sierra, Ashanti during that era, it was so easy to like them because that's all we saw, right? Versus mm-hmm. now as an adult, we have a variety of music artists and we kind of now have that choice on, hmm, I would listen to him, hmm, I wouldn't. Just like the variety of music artists we have now, kids, for the most part, like whatever, anything that's like trendy. So for me, I felt like I enjoyed Kanye right when it had started because that's what was on the TV. All falls down, mm-hmm. you know, you're listening to that. I'm like, oh, that's Stacey Dash. She's from Clueless. You know, I'm watching it. I'm watching him getting um, mustard spilt on his shirt. I'm like, dang, that's messed up. I'm like, wait, he's not on a plane with her? Like, this is all I vividly remember. And I feel like now watching the documentary, the best parts for me, aside from seeing the dynamic between him and his mother, was watching him create these songs. Oh my goodness. I don't know why that felt so it's I don't know. I maybe I'm just that much in love with music that seeing things like that just really gets to me. And also the thing I was intrigued was when I saw Kanye in a Rockefeller um office and he's rapping all falls down to the execs and they ignoring him. He's like, yo, you like and it was bugging me because I'm like, y'all don't hear these bars. Like, and that's why I, I didn't understand. Well, it's not that I didn't understand. What I would say is they didn't see the vision. Nah. And in my true opinion, and this is going to be a big statement, and I don't care, because at the time, Jay-Z wasn't running Rockefeller. They really almost missed out on a big opportunity. Because y'all just wanted him to be the Beats Boy. Um, and, and I just yeah. didn't... It's not that I didn't see how they didn't get the vision. What I, what I would say is, why didn't you? Why is it that he had to fight you? You, you, you didn't mind using his beats and winning awards with his beats. And I'm talking about the label, not an individual artist. Right, right. Um, you, you, you didn't mind, but you didn't want to put into him. Like when they said that he had to borrow studio time from other people's budgets. Yeah. I said, yeah, but I said, you know how much money that one album was one of his best selling albums ever yeah. made them and still makes them to this day. Yeah. You know what's crazy? And this is so ironic. I listen to College Dropout at least once a week. Like, no cap. I went my car. Okay, so on Thanksgiving Day, this is so random, I swear. But, and that's, I had stopped listening to it for a while because of this reason. Because you ever had, like, a bad experience and then you associate it to the songs you were listening to in that moment? For sure. Like, when I got in a car accident, Ungali Hour was playing. So mm. I stopped listening to that for a minute. Um, I remember my friend, her dad was in a car accident once and she was listening to Umbrella right before her and her dad had got into it. And then like after that, she finally got into accident. So when we would play that song, she would be like, no, like triggered. So 
college dropout kind of was it wasn't a trigger of course nothing really bad happened like traumatic but I on Thanksgiving was listening to college dropout because I had dropped off some food to my cousin's house and then I was heading back and I went to get gas and I locked my keys in the car but when I locked my keys in the car I locked my phone everything but my debit card so as Mm. I'm standing out there waiting for Papa Lock to come I'm literally listening to All Falls Down, Through the Wire, the intro. I'm literally listening to all of this at once. And I'm like, fuck Kanye. <laughs> like, not literally, but like, damn. Like, I can't even change the music. I can't turn it off. I'm literally just standing outside of my car while all of this is just blasting. And I'm just mm. like... So I stopped listening to it for a while because I kept thinking about how, like, I'm going to end up locking my keys in my car again. I know that's so fucking random. But honestly, that late registration, graduation, it was just, man, man, that was a really good documentary. Honestly, I would truly say that that was one of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time as far as covering a music artist. And the reason why is he was able to capture the beginning of his career. And he has mm. so much footage for that. It was almost like, I'm glad they waited to now to release it versus releasing it when they first captured that footage. It wouldn't have had the impact or the significance that it do now. Like, it was almost like when he sh- when Cootie showed him at Jermaine Dupri's, um birthday party, and he was with that group that he was in in the beginning, back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed the mic and he just started talking. You could tell he had star potential then, you know, his energy. Yeah. And then that's when Cootie was like, yo, he stopped everything for Kanye. And that's another goal. I would tell you, Cootie really mm-hmm. did that. It was like, a real one. And he never talked down on him. Even when, never. I don't know if you remember that part where he said, it was something Kanye was talking about. And he said, I, I put the camera down. He said, which is something I never did. He said, but I put the camera down because I just wanted to make sure I checked on my friend and that he was okay. Yes. Honestly, I read somewhere where they were saying that I think the reason why Cootie and Kanye had fell off at one point was because Cootie... All right, let's think about this, right? When Kanye was first coming up and he was still in New York and you remember he was going here and there trying to record and all of Mm -hmm. that, like basically the first episode of the documentary. The one person that was still around even after he blew up was Cootie. Cootie was still in the picture. A lot of other guys you didn't see as much, right? Mm -hmm. His circle changed. The people around him changed. Yeah, you definitely saw that. Yeah, Cootie was still there in the picture for, like, a long-ass time. So, you know, someone had mentioned that Cootie probably reminded him too much of his mother. Not literally his mother, but, like, that the moment. Yeah, the the moment, like, the time when his mom was alive. So having Cootie around almost was, like, you know, it almost triggers that, that grief in a way. Yeah. Like because of I, the moments that from the beginning, the nostalgia, the whole like you're just gonna mm. always replay those memories of oh, Cootie was in the house with me, and my mom cutting it up, we're rapping along to my music. Oh, we we toasting the wine in my in my old apartment, like in Chicago. Those moments, I mean, that's how tra- trauma affects people in different ways. Grief affect people in different ways. So you just really didn't know what was going on through his head. And also, people outgrow each other. I think it was necessary that they had to separate. You know, yeah, he had for a, a while. Yeah. yeah, he had a child. Kanye was off to. And it was almost like, did you expect? Really, I know a lot of people say, "Don't forget me when I blow up." Essentially, that's ideal to be like, "No, I'm always keep you." You, it happens. <laughs> like, it happens. It, like, I remember somebody said this to me one time. I, I think I wrote this on Facebook one time. Quick story. I put up, I said, if I, I said when I become famous or rich, um, lose my number. I, I posted something like that. And, and, and people um, was like, damn, you just going to throw me to the side? I said, no. I said, because usually it's not the people who get money that start acting different. It's the people around. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. And they're the ones, and for that reason, it's not even. Oh. And that wasn't the situation with Cootie, I think. I'm just not saying enough. that's yeah. why sometimes when people get real big, their uh-huh. circles change like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. not, it's because they need, sometimes it's, it's different than being with someone of your, that's at the same stature of you. And it doesn't mean the other person is less. It just means that some people are just money hungry or some people will sell a story. And like I said, what I can notice about Cootie is it is a lot of things he could have probably, he's seen or he probably taped that he never went out and put out about Kanye. I, I believe that. Yeah. Honestly, Cootie might be the realest mofo Kanye would have ever met in his entire existence. Um, down to like, you know how you would think like, Oh, he probably had a deep connection with his wife or any past relationships or Jay-Z even. Or, you know, like, oh, they might have been the realest on his team. No, no, no. I think Cootie and his mama is plays a huge role in his life. Very much so. And Very what I loved, so. oh, my goodness, this is so random. But I loved when, um, oh, what's the name of that song with Luda? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Talking about, it's I can't think of the name though. Dropout. I love it because I remember when I first heard it, I'm like, that's not like Luda. I'm like, this is Luda. <laughs> anyway, uh, I always forget the name of the song, but when Luda comes on that song, I love how Luda gave him studio time to record that. And then when Luda was the one that presented him at the Grammys, I was just that like, was beautiful just I to see like, to see it all come to fruition. Oh my god, my eyes right now is watering up because I was like. Oh shit! I know Luda proud. I know he's like that's my dog. And like Pharrell and the Neptunes, all of, all the people that he was working with that was doing beats yes. to see him yeah. transform. My scene too was when Pharrell <laughs> when Pharrell walked out. He was like, Nah, nah, because through the wire is very iconic. Not solely because okay, he sampled Shaka Khan. He he rapped with his jaw shut. And you know mm-hmm. what? I didn't And to hear the unedited version, I was like, oh. You when you you can Yeah, you can hear. And you know what's crazy? I didn't know that he rapped there with his jaw wide shut until I'm not even gonna lie to you. And I'm actually ashamed. I'm totally ashamed. I didn't know that until because I was really young, of course, when college dropout came out. I was only in a fucking third or fourth grade. Um, yeah, I was young and I'm older than you, so yeah, definitely. So, like, you know, <laughs> like, I knew about things like music. I was really, really big into music because of my mother, and I had a CD player, so all the new songs, and I watched 106 in Park all the time. But after school, every day after school, I was watching 106 in Park. So I was always up on the music, the latest music. I think that's how me and you connect now is because of music. Like, I'm always on the music scene. But the one thing I will say, like scandals, certain scandals or things that would have happened amongst the celebrity world, I wasn't aware of. And I guess maybe if there was social media back then, maybe I probably would have known. <laughs> but we didn't have too much access to celebrities' lives as much. Correct. We didn't. So, like, hearing that he was in a car accident, I didn't know that he did it through the wire. I, I think I do remember the accident, but I didn't know he did it through the wire with his mouth wire shut until he got an award. And Taylor Swift presented it, ironically. And it was, I forget how many years ago. This was at an MTV awards. And she presented it, and she was like, this man rapped one of his most influential songs with his mouth wired shut. And I was like, he did? And I'm like... I didn't know that either until you said that. And then I said... Well, in the the, the document too, yeah. Yeah, well, it was Taylor Swift, and I'm trying to remember which awards. It had to been like three or four, four or five. We're going to say three to five years ago. It was one of them fucking MTV awards. And she was like, she presented the award to him. And I was actually shocked they used her to present it because of the irony. I want to say he got the, was it when he won the Video Vanguard Award? I feel like that was it. But she presented it. She was like, this man rapped his most iconic song with his jaw wired shut. And I went to looking it up. I'm like, he did? 
I re-listened to Through the Wire and I said, ah, oh, shit. He don't sound normal. And then I was mm-hmm. like, how did he do that? And you remember when Del Ray was like in the car, you make me want to get in an accident. I was like, oh my God. And this man is stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. Right. This man's stupid. Don't wish that on yourself because he just got fortunate. Like he said. Yeah, and his and- jaw is still, it still sticks out to the side because of that. I was gonna say this man got fortunate because just like he said, and um, um, all falls down. Selena, you saved my life like the safe belt. I was like, yes, I don't know. I feel like I have a. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just biased. You see, I never slam Kanye ever. No, I'm biased when it comes to a lot of things with him. Yeah, because Jasmine had wrote on some. I think it was Facebook or her Instagram story. She had said something along the lines. Recently, like maybe a week or two ago, she was like, "Have is has anybody ever thought Kanye West is just fed up?" Oh <laughs> and yeah, because like, was, and that's it, why he going off. Yeah, because I always know there's a lot, and I can't even talk about it even on here. I would literally have this conversation too separately on why I I'm super biased when it comes to him. Of course, the problematic stuff like him repping Trump, um, all of that stuff. Is very problematic, but also you got to think about it. I was I read comments a lot in the sh- in the shade room, YouTube, other platforms. I just love seeing other people' opinions, and I think that's why I love listening to podcasts, and that's why I love mm-hmm. doing a podcast because Amen. everyone's entitled to an opinion, right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. Like everyone has an entitled to it, and different perspectives always good to hear, because your opinion may change listening to someone else's perspective. Someone was saying, just because someone has different political views, does that make them bad? Did yeah. that make them a bad person? And I was like, no, there's plenty of people that actually supported Trump that we like, and we just don't know about it. Okay. And a we, lot of businesses and celebrities. Yeah, and guess what? We're still pouring our money into that. Look, like Kodak Black supports Trump, and he still got the same following. And if it's not more. Right, exactly. But I feel like um, with Kanye, like as a recent with the whole Kim Kardashian thing, it's very up in the air. And the reason why I say that, because I saw recently in the shade room, D.L. Hughley had, um, Hughley, I think it's just Hughley, but I said Hughley. The DL man, yeah. I don't care, <laughs> but not to you, but just saying if anyone be like, you said it wrong, I don't. I don't care. care. I don't know it either. Right, I don't give a <laughs> fuck. Uh, but um, DL Hughley, he was saying how he had to put his two cents on the whole Kim and Kanye thing and about him harassing and stalking her. Yes, it very does, very much does look like he is harassing and stalking her. But on the flip side, we really don't know what's being said behind the scenes, what's going on mm-hmm. behind the scenes. So he or what probably, she's saying. Right, to provoke him. Or what What if Pete is provoking <laughs> him? Like, we don't know. Like, get, remember he posted that conversation where Pete was talking about, first of all, first of all, let's get into this. I'm not saying Kanye did Kim right, and I'm not saying Kim did Kanye right, because there was a point we seen a, a picture of her crying in the car when he was going through one of his moments. I'm not, I, I only they know the true breakdown of their relationship. Nobody right. can ever tell you how your relationship broke down if you're not the one in it. So what I will say is though, from what I see, I think it's more so that with the Kardashians, it's a lot of facade and, and I'm not talking about with their money, I'm talking about that image. And what it is is he doesn't, and with Kanye it's more so, I don't care about the image. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, these people are not even divorced yet. One, they are dating other people. That's fine. But it's another entity when you're texting a man that's not even divorced from his wife yet. Yes, he may be with another woman. Yes, she may be with you. But you're texting him talking about meeting his kids. You only been, first of all, you're 28 years old with a 40-something-year-old woman. It's not, come on, we already know how that's going to go. She has four kids. And it's not because of her kids, but realistically we'll see how long this lasts because I feel like Kim Kardashian is just this is just a moment for her oh yeah she's going through a phase Um, just like he's going through a phase too Kanye as well 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they both go into an existential crisis. Trying and... to find out, find their way out. Find, not find their way out, find their way through the situation. Yeah, for sure. Because honestly, I don't even think Kanye want to date other people. I think he's just doing it to do it. To I don't... Fill, uh, it's like filling a void. Yeah, for sure. And of course, we don't know these things, but it's very much... It feels like he's doing it to fill a void for sure. What I think should have happened, but you know, I can't speak on anyone's situation. I haven't been married, and even if I have, I can't speak on this particular situation. Publicly, they shouldn't have been dating anyone, whether what it came out or not. Publicly, it definitely shouldn't have been. Being that they have kids and that one of their that one of their children are old enough to access social media. I think that they both were in. Uh, they both were in at fault in a way for the situation being so public, because it's not just Kanye way. Kanye bringing it to the public. It was put in the public for a reason. And I'm not saying you have to hide your happiness. If you're happy and you've moved on and your marriage is dissolved, that's fine. You know, I was married and my marriage wasn't even the last five months of us still living together. We weren't together physically, sexually, mentally in any way. We just were staying together in the same house because it was a financial reason. But I had moved on. He had moved on. And mm-hmm. but but we never threw that out there for anybody to know. We we kept until we dissolved it completely in the sense of we moved apart, we filed mm-hmm. paperwork and all that. It's just it's not a there's no perfect way. I won't say that. But I would say when you have children involved, which me and my ex, I have a child, but I don't have children involved with him. So it's a little different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They have four. And then not only that, in the midst of them not being together, him and Kim was still choosing as a couple to have more kids. Like, what is that? Their youngest is what? Only three? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, like, and then let's see. So when they really split was like maybe like truly a year ago, maybe less than that. Okay. So that means their youngest was two. So y'all went from having a surrogate carry your last child to splitting up was what? All in a year and a half to two years? So I think, I I don't know the situation, but what I would say is this documentary definitely showed me that the thing that Kanye West may need, I can't say what he needs in a relationship, is he needs a woman somewhat similar to his mother. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I don't know. It's something about his mom that Man, I don't know. I think when I seen her rapping the song that he actually forgot about. And I was like, oh, that is so I don't know. Like she was She really, remember all the words, but she she She, she remember more words than Kanye did. For yeah, the most true. part. She was like, you know, it went like this. And he was like, You're right, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, wait a second, come on, Mama West, come on. Like, sis was snapping. And then I love that he waited till she went on Oprah to perform that Hey Mama song. Because you know old ladies love Oprah uh, mm-hmm. back then. He said, I saved this just for my mom. You mama know to she was ecstatic. She said, and you had me on an Oprah show and you performed? Uh, honey, she was in heaven. I think. But I also love his authenticity and his realness because he doesn't double down on anything he says. And the other thing is, like, I love when he was in the car towards the end of the third episode. He was in the car. And then somebody was like, oh, and Kanye was on the on the phone with his father on FaceTime. I don't know if you saw that part. I did. And he was, he was like, oh, yeah, his pops is talking. And the guy, some guy in the back, it wasn't Cootie, though, was like, yeah, we got him, pops. He was like, my dad don't even know you, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, said, I said, yes, keep it real. That is so Kanye, honestly. Like, I, he is very authentic, and I wish the craziness that people think or see first wasn't there. But aside from that, that man is literally a genius, and he's. <laughs> I won't say much. I'll keep it, keep it cute. <laughs> But he definitely superseded a lot of the people that shut him down. That's a fact. And faster. And faster. (laughs) Okay. And that's all I'm going to say. And faster. (laughs) I know what you mean. 
<laughs> okay, because his status was uh-huh. identified before others. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's what I'll say. Yes. Rock the rock. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyway. <laughs> no, cause, no, because <laughs> no, nah, he definitely collected. He went from making beats for certain people for doing joint albums. So what does that tell you? Yeah, now nah, he collected the Grammys quick as hell. Okay, he sure did. He sure nah, did. It reminds me of not to. Oh, I don't want to bring her up, but when you had said quicker, it made me think of two particular rappers that's out now, and <laughs> oh, the dynamics of their career. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. That's yes. why mm-hmm. we won't say names, but that Closer. was anyway. Continue. Huh? Closer. Closer. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about that artist. Oh, I was talking about her. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about some um, some bloody shoes, right? And oh, okay. The dynamic between some bloody shoes and, you know, the Barbie lifestyle. It was Got just, just, yeah, that was the dynamic. So I was just thinking, like, dang, y'all really, y'all really counted him out. But it's okay, though. That happens because you look at Miguel. You remember when Miguel was part of that singing group and they ain't really mm-hmm. fuck with him. They no, couldn't stand him. They hated him. They said all oh, he doing all them runs. And now look at Miguel and look at that group. I ain't even knew that group existed. What group? To... Exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> How about I saw that video on Facebook. It went rival like maybe two years ago. And I was I watched the whole little clip. I think it was on Facebook, but the full thing was on YouTube. I'm watching it like Y'all got Miguel fucked up. Fucked up. You just never know. And that's why you got to stop treating people like shit. Look, mm-hmm. I was in high school with this nigga, right? He wasn't cute at all. But, and they teased him. They teased him a little bit. And I was like, y'all need to stop being mean to him. This nigga might be the next Chase Songs when we grow up. He didn't sing either. I just assumed, like, what if one day you watch your TV and this nigga was, like, fine as hell. and he Locking like bitches in closets like Trey Song? No, he, not that. Okay, no, let me stop. <laughs> Actually, none of the R&B niggas, the big ones, have any good stories behind them. Like, Usher got herpes. Or Kelly got herpes in a dungeon. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. Allegedly. I'm not sure. Well, no, it's, they Kelly. definitely do have herpes. That is on the record. But yes. we don't know how they got it. So we can't say that. But none of the R&B guys are, like, given. Uh, Chris Brown has a history of abuse. Not saying that he still abuses, but he does have a history of it. Um, Jacquees might be the only one that we could really count on. And he... Who? <laughs> Wait a minute, Jacquees as an R&B? I, look, the R&B boys is really failing us, except Lucky Day, um, Khalid, um, Pink Sweat, some of those, like, the underrated ones, but the mainstream... Yeah, the key word, the underrated ones. But the mainstream ones are, like, there's always an issue with them. <laughs> always. Like, it's never mm. anything good. Oh, speaking of R&B, ooh, 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 ooh. Jamie motherfucking Fox. Yes, I love that part with Jamie letting him use the studio in his house. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, Jamie Fox definitely. Look, anyone that let him use studio time was a real one in my eyes. Okay, I was like, y'all are the fucking real ones because studio time ain't free. I know a motherfucker that paid for studio time now. So I already know. And yes, definitely Jamie Fox. I just like hearing, like, all right, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. The one song on Kanye's album, Never Let You Down, at the end of the outro of the song, there's this guy, he's, like, reciting, like, a, it sounds like a, I always thought it was a prayer. Are you talking about the poet from Chicago? Yes. Yes, he was in the documentary, too. Yes, no, Uh, I know. Yeah, when he read the poem. Watching that, because I when I would hear it, I'm like, this is powerful, right? At the end of that song, every time I hear that song, I was like, yo, whoever this is, that shit powerful. But watching him do it and then seeing him in the studio, how they felt after, like they, it looked like they had chills because of the power in his voice. I was mm. like, ah, uh, this is like so cool to watch in real time. Like, I can't fathom. I love beat behind the scenes shit. Like, give it to me. I love a behind the scenes. I love a good like 
Like, tell me the story of how this came to be. Yes. I love a good tell me the I, story how it came I to be. I think because I love art. Music is art, essentially, right? It's just a different form. I love art in all different ways. And I love seeing how things are created. I love tutorials. I love anything. Like, I love watching things being created. So I think... Like, I even love watching, like, behind-the-scenes music videos when they did the MTV behind-the-scenes. Oh, my God, I remember. I used to love those behind behind the camera. Yes. So, like, seeing that was, like, almost like we're getting a behind-the-scenes on some songs that I really fucked with. Like, I really heavily fuck with to this day. Like, I love it. Like, please, give me more. I'm like, when we got done with episode... Well, when I got done with episode three, I was like, okay, um... Why is it a trilogy? Like, I need more. I wanted, uh, if anything, I think that what I wanted is some unreleased songs from back then. Oh, I feel like it on the last episode season, the last episode, because I think it's only three parts. Yeah, on the last episode, I feel like boom, put out songs from that, those er- from those eras, from like two songs from each era, you get something like that that were not released. And I feel like, because I feel like there's so much more that we didn't get fed. You know what's so funny? He ate Jay-Z up on our feature. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> and that, But I respect Hope because Hope, from, you, I respect Hope because he was like, if you close mouths, don't get fed. So like he said, if yeah. Kanye would have never opened his mouth he and said, yo, let me get on that. You know, sometimes you have to say... Like, even with jobs, if you want a promotion or if you feel like you deserve a raise, you have to open your mouth. Yeah. Nothing is going to come to you because your mouth is closed and, oh, I'm working hard. No. You have to say, listen, hey, I've been doing this for a while. I feel like I deserve a raise or I I need a raise. And you need to also explain why and why why you deserve it, too. And Kanye said, you know why I deserve to be, uh, do this collab or why I should be on his album? He said, because I am the best. And I don't feel like, like he said, when you believe in yourself, you're, they call you crazy. They call you arrogant. But you remember what his mama said. A giant can't see themselves in a mirror. Mm, she sure did say that. that she said line, something else. Oh, yeah. You that, can float and still be on the ground. Or you could be on the ground and still float at the same time or some shit like that. And I was like, ooh, okay, quotes. That's why I said you could tell his mom instilled things in him that she, because she said, she's like, Kanye's always been, you know, a little arrogant. I believe that's what she said. I'm not going to quote myself, but I believe she said, she's a, she said, but she was like, there's nothing wrong with him believing in himself. And like he said, he's like, I think he said in one of his songs, he was like, you know, when you rich and black, they call you crazy when you speak your mind. And he said, just like they used to call Michael crazy. And then he said a line about Oprah. He said, like, Oprah did that documentary on Michael. Like, basically, like, you know, people love to tear you down when you say that something that doesn't agree with what society says you're supposed to. Mm. So because he said he believed in himself and I'm the best, I'm the greatest. What are we supposed to say? Oh, I'm number two. I'm number two. It doesn't even sound right being said. Because you know, nobody is going to do what you can do, even if everybody's doing it. And it's not even about being arrogant, because I think a lot of people mistake arrogance with confidence. I think arrogance also carries a negative connotation and it shouldn't. Um, that word itself should become extinct when it comes to people believing in themselves and having confidence. Because no one, you think about it. The opposite of arrogance would literally be the lack of self-esteem, right? The lack of encouragement for oneself. So if you lack arrogance, like I'm sure there's a happy medium somewhere, of course, but to not feel highly of yourself is not good either. I think that's where a lot of times you set yourself back because you don't push yourself to your fullest potential. You end up staying behind you never will progress people who are confident they're always looking up ways to even be more better than who they are today they're always progressing versus people who aren't where they're still complacent they're stuck in the same place in life and it may take them Mm -hmm. a lot longer to get to where they are because of the lack thereof so 
you know, and I one thing I did like about um his mom, she didn't. Yes, yeah, she boosted him the hell up, but she did call him out on being arrogant. She said it. She did it in the sweetest mm-hmm. way. That's when she said that giant line. She was like, just a reminder. Like basically, it's okay. But just- and I feel like. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, she was just saying, like, it's okay. Because I was in this group where they were like, I want to be like Kanye's mom. It was something about, like, Kanye's mom is awesome, but, you know, dot, dot, dot. And it was like, no, there's no but, dot, dot, dot. She, well, of course, everyone has an opinion, like I said earlier, but essentially, it has nothing to do with that. I think he needed to keep his mentality to get to where he is, period. And that's I feel all- like his mother, I feel like with mothers, grandmothers, whoever a woman or a man is in your life who raises you, I feel like when they raise you, it's not just about physically taking care of you financially, clothes and food. When they instill things and they can speak to the coils in your heart, it brings it to a whole nother level. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think the way that they were connected, you could see the love. It just was organically there. And I remember when she said, she said, she said this. I, I can say this for for verbatim. She said this. She said, "Yeah, it's time." She said, "the the parenting is over. I'm mm-hmm. not parenting him anymore." She said so because they was like, "Oh, you're like a business manager now." Blah, blah, blah. She was like, "The parenting is over. He's grown." So she knew that. Yes, this is my child. Yes, he will always be my child. But she also stated that I'm not going to try to manipulate the situation. Because I feel like sometimes our parents try to control us without realizing that it's not about control. When we get to a certain point in our lives, we're going to do what we want. But what we want is just for you to be there to listen. I don't need you to fix it. I need you to understand and hear me and love on me when I need it. Yes, I'm going to make mistakes you don't like. But you know what? Like I feel like a lot of things that have happened... No, they probably wouldn't have happened if his mother was still here. But they were ordained to happen the way they were supposed to because she wasn't supposed to be here. She served her purpose. I agree. I think that was perfectly said, honestly. And I would never disagree with that at all. I think what we could take away from the documentary, of course, is to push your fullest potential. Don't stop. So when things don't seem right, like today, you're trying to sell this, or you're trying to do this with your business, don't stop there. Don't sell yourself short. Keep going. Because even though the vision may not seem as clear in the moment, it's going to be there. Also, be strong in your manifestations and the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. This man was writing his Grammy speech. Didn't even have an album out yet. You know what I mean? Like, you literally... I would say he was living in the law of assumption. I talk about this a lot. There's a thing called a law of attraction. I think most people kind of have a broad idea of what that is. But there's a law of assumption, which is way more powerful. And that's when you live in, in the as if, not in the I want. Because law of attraction is like you're more so wanting it. Law of assumption, you're already living in it as if it already happened. He was writing his Grammy speech as if he was already nominated, ain't have a single out yet for real. You know, so you have to live in the feeling of it already is into fruition. He even used the term fruition in the early parts of his documentary, actually. And I think you have to learn your power in this world, in this universe, Because Nikola Tesla said, once you learn that the laws of the universe is energy, frequency, and I forget the other one, I think in vibrations, you already know the secrets to the universe. And I'm big into manifesting. I think you could create your reality out of nothing. I think you can choose how your life can go, but it's solely and your tongue and how your mind works. It's all that power. And I think he was probably more in tune with that because he was so certain, you know? And I'm in this group, and I'm sorry this turned spiritual as hell, but in the spiritual group that I'm in, this girl was like, you got to live in delusion sometimes. She said, it's okay to be delusional about how things are going to turn out. Like, she said, live in it. Like, and a girl, I was seeing the video. She was like, this girl, like, told the story about how, like, she didn't know where she was going to stay um, when she was, like, in Paris or something. She was a whole kid, and she had gotten on a flight and stuff. It was a 
long story. But basically, she just knew she'll be okay. That's how I live. And I think that's how you really get things. I think that's one of the takeaways. And also just don't don't let people make you feel bad for having confidence. Because one thing for sure, anyone can have confidence in the sense of you won't really... Confidence don't know truth or lie, really. Mm-hmm. You could really not be confident, but if you act like you was confident, people would never know whether you were confident or not for real. So I'ma just leave it at that. I have okay. more, but I kind of Yeah, I, d- I definitely feel and agree with everything you said. Like I said, if anything, what I took away from it is to believe in myself, myself even more than what I do, to speak life into myself continuously. To pray over myself, believe the things I believe and don't change, and only improve and educate myself. Don't let people try to change me or defer me from my thoughts. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that's what I took from it. I, 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 it was more than just a Kanye West um, documentary to me. I think if anything, it was more of a, a eye opener of just because, like we always hear, oh, just because somebody's doing it doesn't mean you can't because nobody's going to do it like you. That's right. Nobody is going to do it like you because you're you and you're the only one that you're one of one. You know, it is. I have a twin and I'm still one of one because nobody's me but me. So we always have to remember, like I said, what I took from the documentary was something positive. And I'm, it's something that I want to instill and in, in a tool I want to use in my, in my personal life and in my business life is to believe in myself, conquer the things, speak life into it and do them. There's no room for excuses. Yes. And also, just a side note, the humility in him to be able to incorporate in this documentary the things that didn't make him look good, you know, like the... Bipolar. The controversy, the bipolar, which... I like that he spoke on that. But I love that he put the fucking stuff that people bashed him about like the and he said he said I take medication he said I don't know if it's word for word but he said I take medication so that I can have a conversation today with you that is not an alien but in a language that you can understand yes I caught that and I was like uh, I catch what you're picking up I mean I'm Picking up what you're putting down. I'm picking up what you're putting Yeah, and I, and I think that, that probably went over a lot of people's heads because, like, I always tell people, like, I have a sister who suffers from bipolar disorder, really bad, she suffers with anxiety and depression. And, you know, I talk to her all the time. And you know what I tell her? I said, I can never truly tell you I understand. I said, because I don't get in that place. You know, thank God, but I don't get in that place. So I'm honest. And you know what she said to me even today? She said, I appreciate that you don't act like you understand. I said, I try to understand her feelings, but I've never been in the place of having a bipolar or manic episode. I, I, I don't suffer from that. You know, thank God. But, you know, who's to say anything's wrong with people who do? You know, it's just a different way of functioning. Just the way that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And that's what I took from what he said is to, to not sound like an alien and have this conversation with you now. He said, I had to take that medicine so you could understand. Because he understands what he's saying and what he's doing, even though it may look erotic to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is... Yeah, it was definitely bigger than Kanye, um, for sure. Um, and for the most part, like on Twitter, YouTube, for the most part, everyone shared the exact same sentiments as far as how they felt following the documentary, which is a good thing. I think everyone kind of have a more understanding, of course, the more respect for him as a person. Because people also, they look at the person in the net. You know how people say don't look at people's past, look at their present because they changed. It usually is mm-hmm. for the better. But this also did a reverse effect almost. Like we looking at his past as like, yo, deep down, he's still this person, this genuine smart humble person that struggled to get to where he is and now he is where he is i mean watching him do this the freaking fashion show was crazy because it was like 
he kept speaking everything he wanted. And I, then, or, or how about Charlemagne trying to tell him? I didn't like that that clip that's been going around with Charlemagne telling him, "Oh, we don't want to, we don't want to see fashion from you. We don't want to see this from you. We want to hear the music." How are you going to tell this man he can't have more than one dream? Yeah, but that would, you know why? Because we like to box people in. When deep down, no one's really traditionally one-dimensional when it comes to talents. I mean, I could even just say that for myself. There's a lot that I'm really, really good at. And I think that's mm -hmm. why it's really hard to even find my place because I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And that's why I just want to get rich so I can do all those things simultaneously <laughs> without feeling like I have to dedicate my all into just one thing. I mean, look at Rihanna. Everyone wants music from Rihanna, but she's thriving in other fields in her life and career that she's passed at right now. And we have to respect that, honestly. I respect We do. She said we're still getting an album, but at the end of the day, we really have to think about this. And we really have to think consciously that people are not one-dimensional. No, not at all. Them. These are humans. Like, you can't just be like... It doesn't like, matter oh. that they have money or they're celebrities. Because guess what? When they die, they're going to die. No matter what. It's just like we're going to die. There's nothing different from them than a status of what they have in their pocket. It doesn't make you any less or better than them, and it doesn't make them any less or better than us because they're human beings. They want children. They want families. They want stability. They want all the things we want just sometimes at a different course and a different you know, area of life. I think that's what I took from it with Rihanna and Kanye West. They can, you can do other things. And look, the, the, how this man got to his billionaire status, how Rihanna got to her status with her company, it's a whole nother avenue. And you know what's crazy even still? Wasn't there a point I vividly remember where Kanye wasn't even releasing music? Yes, he wasn't for a minute. For a good minute. And then he was able to release music out of nowhere. Like, he didn't stop. That's... To, that's yeah, he's been on a run for a minute now with the music coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been back at it for some years now. But I vividly remember there was like, oh, I wish I could... I wish I could pull it up. Um, I could have sworn it was a little gap, like a year or two of nothing really from him. No album, mm. nothing. I remember when he released that Boopity Scoop song, that shit was hilarious. I was like, nigga, you wasted good studio time for that. But he can do that now. He could waste studio time versus trying to preserve studio time and get it where he can. Mm -hmm. You know? I like when I, he was in Wyoming and he was rapping on the mic and he was sitting in the chair. You could tell he was really into it. You could tell his first love is always going to be music. Oh, yeah. he They, they show him rapping as a little kid at the house. Mm -hmm. And he looked the same. That man literally... He really did. His same face. That's crazy. Like, his actual face, like... Of course, you know, you get skinny, you get smaller, you get fatter, whatever. But his actual face never changed. That is so wild. I agree. It, it definitely, he definitely, it was just good to see him in another way. It, oh, made, sure. it, human, it, it, it made him seem more human. Because yeah. sometimes we put these celebrities in places that they don't even see themselves as, but... As, a, as someone you don't know them, you never met them, and they have this money, they have this fame, they have this artistic ability to make you connect. It's just like, oh wow! But you know what? You love you 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 feel lost the same way we do. You love the same way we do. You want families the same way we do. It's all the same, just different paths in everyone's lives. I also feel like a lot of celebrities choose to dislike him because it seems cool to dislike him versus I can't explain it. You know, like how like mm -hmm. I can, but I can't. Because like John Legend recently was saying, um, meanwhile, if it wasn't for Kanye helped John Legend out a lot with his career. And yep. he's like, oh yeah, oh, I don't like that. Well, it's okay for you to say that you don't agree with him. It's okay for you even not to like him, but do you have to sit up there and go and bash him? So when he responds, it's, oh, he's having an episode. So I am torn 
And I'm going to tell you why. One of my favorite rappers been dissing him. Not recently, but like about two years back. When did For Your Eyes Only come out? Was that 2018? All right. Whatever year For Your Eyes Only came out for J. Cole, he dissed him on two tracks, basically. False Prophets was one of them. That was literally written about Kanye. And on the track, he was like, basically talking about how I looked up to you, but you're now dwindling down. And it just never sat right with me because I love Kanye and I love J. Cole. And it was just like, ugh. And then Kanye spoke about it in the interview. He was like, J. Cole, you've been dissing me, like, on songs on a regular. <laughs> like, throwing shots at me. He's never dissed him back, though. And I just wish that that was one of the things that I was talking about. Like, I, I get it. Because even on one of his songs, J. Cole was like, I don't beef with rappers to sell my little sneakers. Like, I was like, shut up, Kanye. I mean, shut up, J. Cole. Like, damn, I get it. He's someone you looked up to, and now he's done turned it to something else. And and his eyes, and your eyes. But you know what? You you should like you, when it comes to looking up to people. I only if I feel like if I'm looking up to, I don't look up to no celebrity. That's just me personally. Me the fuck but, too. <laughs> but I'm saying if if I have a relationship with you, or a friendship with you, or a connection with you, and I may look up to you. Like I look up to certain things that you do. And I'll respect certain things that you do. And I'll, and I'll be like, you know what? Maybe I should move a little bit more like that. That's how I would like appreciate and take from the friendship or the relationship. But if I don't know you, I don't give a fuck what you do. I'm not out of our shit because I don't know who you pray for, who you love on, and what you're doing behind closed doors. Right. So I, in my opinion, I wouldn't say he's wrong for his feelings, but I would say he's wrong for the way he expressed them because... How are you gonna say like uh, what? What is your relationship? Is this a real friendship? Is this an injury tree friendship, or do you just look up to him? What is this? What is the dynamic? Is what I would have to know first before I just say J Cole is wrong or Kanye West is right. I wouldn't even say J Cole is wrong. I would just say what is the dynamic before we continue the conversation. I think more so it was almost unprovoked. I would say so. It's cool to. Like, I'm a big believer in don't come for me if I didn't stand for you type of thing. So the daggers at him was almost unnecessary only because it wasn't like like the Drake and Kanye dynamic, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It was very much left field. Like, I would just be listening to J. Cole's talk and I'll pick up on a reference here, reference there, reference there. And I'm like, oh, that's Kanye. That's Kanye. Yep, that's about Kanye. And then it's like, but why? <laughs> what has he done? Or do we not know? You know, you're right. That's He's why not- I said I won't I won't say anything bad about J. Cole. I won't say like I said, unless I know the dynamic, I really can't speak on it. I just could say for me, I personally don't idolize any celebrity or any relationship or any of that stuff. All right. All that celebrity goals and this and that. We don't know what these people are doing. We don't know how these people are moving. We don't know what these people are going through. And um, unless I'm cool with you like that, I really can't say too much. Like I said, we all can have an opinion of Kanye, but like like even D- D.L. Hughley, I think that's his name, Hughley, or whatever his name is, whatever he said, like, okay, that's your opinion, but you, like you said, you can't deny this man is a genius. Um, or like that, the guy from Kiss, he's like 72 years old or something, like he said, oh, he said, oh, Pete's a nice guy, and if Kim's happy, da 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 and Kanye, sometimes people need to get slapped, get bitch slapped, or something like that, he said. And, um, like, the fact that um, he said that, I agree. Like, you know, sometimes people do need to get bitch slapped, but do you know him to know? That's why I said you know, people are just speaking up their ass, especially a lot of celebrities, because it's the most popular thing to do is to get on the Kanye West hate train. And I'm not saying Kanye West don't do nothing wrong. What I'm saying is, do you know him to really have the true opinion that you have? Yes, everybody has opinions. <laughs> like, everybody has an asshole. You know, but at the same time, if you don't know this man on a deep connection, why insult him on a public connection? You know, a public platform. Mm. But you know what? A lot of people do those things for attention because they're like, okay, um, 
Kanye lately has been more so, I can't, I don't want to use the wrong term, but, you know, he's been more very, I'm going to respond to people type of thing. Like, you say something about me, okay, I'm going to make a post about you. You say this, I'm going to make a post about you. People like that clout. These are all clout chases at this point, you know, for the most part. So say, oh, well, Kanye's being very responsive as of lately. Because you remember, he wasn't active at social media at one point. No, he wasn't at all. And then it started that one time when he went on an array of tweets. Like, it was, like, mad tweets. He was tweeting, like, the whole day. And then that's when he just became, like, this social media, like, thing. Then they were like, oh, no, his account was hacked. That wasn't him. Then out of nowhere, he took a break. Then he came on Instagram with the bullshit. (laughs) Not saying it's particularly bullshit, but you know what I mean. Like, he came back with, like, more stuff. I think now people are, like, picking and prying, too. Like, okay. Since he responded to this person, I know if I say this, it's going to trigger him to respond to me. And because he responded to me, that's going to make a headline. That's going to make a story. And because it makes a story, that generates people to now, you know, if I'm walking down the street, TMZ may ask me my opinion. Guess what? That's an interview. That's more clickbait. That's me getting my face out there. And that mm-hmm. could be for any celebrity. Because some celebrities, yeah, they're famous, but they're not as famous as you would think, or, you know, mm-hmm. there's different classes of celebrities. That's why they have A-list, B-list, C-list, D-list. Yeah, because they... some people can do a world tour and some people can't. Right. So <laughs> that's why um, I feel like a lot of people are publicly voicing their opinions. I also don't like that they be asking people that have shit to do with him. Opinions. I guess it's cool, but, like, one of the ones that was kind of weird, and I love these ladies, was the Angela Bassett and Taraji Hens- P. Henson one, where they were like, oh, do you think Kanye needs, what do you think, uh, do he need help or whatever? And they, and then Angela Bassett got quiet. And then, no, Taraji got quiet, and Angela Bassett was like, how can we help Kanye? He don't know what he needs help with. Or some shit like that. And I was like, why do interviewers ask people to have shit to do with him questions? That uncomfortable question because then they felt compelled to answer because you asked it. But at the same time, they don't even know this man. I know Angela Bassett ain't hanging out with Kanye West. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're only going off of the same shit me and you would be going off of if someone asked us the question, you know? So... It's like y'all really not in his circle. Not saying anything wrong about Angela Bassett or Taraji P. Henson. But what I'm saying is it's almost like a trend to just be like responses to things that you don't even have any knowledge or any deep intel. Insight on. Yeah. Yes. Insight. Exactly. So what are we speaking on? Because I'm sure that was the same question in turn about Beyonce or anyone else, you may have a different tune. They definitely will because it's a, it's a, it's about a popular thing. Like who's it popular right. to pick it's, on and who's it popular to love on? Exactly. That's what I'm saying before. It's easy to be like, oh, Kanye this down the third or any any celebrity for that matter. I mean, everyone's just so damn opinionated. Again, I said in the beginning. I love hearing opinions, but I think some stuff is, if it don't really concern you, it's okay to not really speak on. Like, if it really have absolutely shit to do with your life, it is okay to not answer or even think about. Like, I just be like, you know, I think some people need PR prep, very good PR prep, and because some stuff you really just got to maneuver your way through. Now, the one thing I will say is the whole Billie Eilish thing with Travis Scott. <laughs> I get it, Kanye, but no. She said, I didn't even say anything. <laughs> I wouldn't apologize either, Billie. I really wouldn't because. She said, I didn't even say anything. At least she, she didn't go crazy and come back crazy. She just was like, I didn't say anything. Cause she a fucking little girl, man. That little girl. That part. too. That she's too. About, she barely twenty. Like I think she's just now twenty. Cause when she came out, she was like seventeen. So like that girl probably over there. Like I just want to make music and be emo ish and be my vegan self and live my life. You know who disappeared from the game lately? Ooh. Little Nas X. Oh yeah, he been on the high. He probably he either working on music that because his album is still doing very well. 
It is. So, yes, yeah, I'm still charting and still doing and Industry well. Baby is still in the top 10, I believe. Is it? I believe so. I don't Jack- think so. It was the last time I looked, Industry Baby was like number 10 or number nine. It's still up. There. Oh, I think it fell out. I think it fell out. Man, I can't pull the numbers because I'm scared if I leave this screen at end of recording. No, don't. I got you. I got us some. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, it did leave. It's not in there. But it left recently. I know that. Yeah, but it was up there for a while. Yeah, it was up there for a few weeks. That damn Jack Harlow. Anyway. Just find self with his cute thing in it. I think Jack Harlow is definitely the new it guy. He even said that in one of his, it was an interview he did. He's like, I feel like I'm the it guy now. I'm like, yes, baby. Feel that way. Feel that way. Adele ain't playing with her on me. Okay. That's still in the top five and top 10. Okay. What song is number 95 right now? Can you tell me? No, I don't know. I couldn't tell you at this moment. I really couldn't. Hmm. But I'll get that info for you. But at least, you know, what I would say about longevity and being in this music business is that it's not just about charts. It is also about the craft. And it was just really good to watch a documentary and see that this man really loved his craft. But, you know, I am very happy that we talked about this. This is a great topic. I hope you guys love this episode because we're coming back stronger. We're coming at, back better. I think this is me and Jasmine's year individually and collectively because we have definitely grown a lot since we've met each other, you know, individually. And um, I hope you guys are happy and can't wait to hear more of our controversial thoughts and our positive thoughts, our feedback, and our opinions. Yes. Oh. Usually we do our Instagram handles at the end, but my co-host changed his Instagram. <laughs> so I'll let him start it off. Okay, so everybody, you can follow me at I am underscore Zafir, Z-A-A-F-I-R underscore. That's I am underscore Z-A-A-F-I-R underscore. That's where you guys can find me. Okay. And mine is still just dot jazz. That's J-U-S-T dot J-A-Z-S. I'm also on Twitter with the same username, but it's just underscore jazz. So it's J-U-S-T underscore J-A-Z-S. Someone stole the period for that. Don't know who, because I'm like one of the only people with my name spelled that way, but okay. Okay. And also follow the Forbidden Fruit Podcast. If obviously if you see this is because it's gonna get a clip of this episode posted on there. Follow our Instagram, inbox us, email us. We're always willing to talk about different topics and stories or opinions. You know, we always here for you guys and we appreciate you guys listening. We have not had a new episode, I believe, since November, and we have still somehow been getting a lot of listens on a regular basis, on a monthly basis, and we are so thankful to everybody that is a Forbidden Fruit Podcast fan. Yes. 